Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hello, we're here for More Happier, a podcast where we get more happier. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, Gretch. Today we'll talk about an anniversary that means a lot to me, and we'll also talk about a lesson about standing up for yourself. But first, something making us more happier. Elizabeth, what's making you more happier? Well, Gretch, I love summer, but I have to tell you, what's making me more happier is anticipating cooler weather. Mm. So... It was pretty cool for a long time, and then it just got so hot. And what I've realized is I just do not want to walk outside for long periods of time when it's hot. And so I have completely dropped off on my hiking. Just now I'm picking it up again because I realized how much I had dropped off, but I haven't been walking the dogs as much because it's just boiling hot. So I cannot wait for cooler weather. I'm very excited about it. I want to get back to everything I was doing in the spring. So when it's hot, like how hot is it? Well, like yesterday, I was driving with Adam, my husband, and the temperature said 107. So 107 is hot. 99, 100, 96, all hovering around those temperatures. Well, in Fryman Canyon, it's an effort. I mean, it's not like me walking through Central Park where it's it's kind of rolling. It's it's a hike. It's it's you're you're climbing up. Yes, a good part of the beginning. Yes, um, and I feel like I've gotten more sensitive to heat for some reason. I feel like I used to be able to stand it a lot better, and now I'll get nauseous in the heat. So. Oh, interesting. So I just can't wait for it to be cooler, which is just weird because I'm normally somebody who dreads it getting cooler. I love summer. I love hot weather. Mm-hmm. But I'm changing, you know? We evolve as as we evolve. So there, um, we, there we go. Of course, it's funny because in L.A., I mean, it's never going to get that cold, of course. So others might think it's funny that I'm looking forward to fall weather, but it's fall for right, us. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Gretch? What's making you more happier? Okay. Well, you'll recall that I gave myself a demerit recently because I, even though I know that Outer Order contributes to Inner Calm for me, and I literally wrote a book called Outer Order, Inner Calm, which is all about creating Outer Order. You know, it creeps up on us. And it, I had gotten lots of clutter around. And so as we do with the demerit, giving myself a demerit got me fired up. So I cleared out a bunch of clothes that I don't wear, and it makes me so much happier not having it than having it. And the stuff that I I donated was just things that, for whatever reason, just didn't really work, but they'll work great for someone else. So they'll go live a long and happy life with somebody who will wear them. And then there were a lot of books that I that I gave mm. away. And again, it was just too many piles. The shelves were just jammed and it just felt draining. 
And then, then of course, I got inspired to like fold everything nicely and organize it all. So it's making me just feel good that I tackled that clutter. So here's my question for you, because everybody has different um, rules for themselves. Do you have mm. a rule about when you give an item away or not of clothing? Mm. Like some people, it's yeah. if you haven't worn it for a year, they think you should yeah. give it away. Or if you're not willing to take it off the hanger and put it on right now, right. they think you should give it away. Or do you have any procedure for how you decide what clothes to uh, donate? Well, I do think the how how excited are you to put it on like right now? Or if you're going to buy something, would you feel like wearing it tomorrow? I think that I do think that's a good test. But with these particular items, they fell into a particular classification. And they were things that I would say I was trying to talk myself into, but I would always decline. Like, I'd be like, well, this is a really good, this is sort of a cotton sweater. And that's a handy thing to have in the summer because like you're going to a movie theater and you know, it's going to be cool. But of course you can't wear a wool sweater because it's August. And so it's very handy to have this lighter sweater. And yet I never pull it off the shelf. I always pick something else. Or there was this shirt and matching hoodie that I had that now I would, now that I've written Life in Five Senses, I would not buy it because I would say, Mm. I like some things about it, but I don't really like the color. Their color is just not quite right. And I can tell myself that it's a nice color, but it's a color that it's a kind of blue that I really don't like. And in the end, I'm incredibly sensitive to color and I'm incredibly incredibly sensitive to texture. And if I don't like the color and I don't like the texture in the end, I will just will not end up wearing something. And that's what this was. It was this, it's a, just a color that in the end, I just didn't like the color. It was a perfectly nice color. Other people right. would be like, why do you have a grudge against this perfectly nice blue? But again, I would always be like, oh, I should wear that. But then I would come up with a reason why I didn't have to wear it and I would wear something else. And so I'm like, just get rid of these things because I'm not wearing them. Right. Well, I have two things on this. One, Mm. I find that I have a really hard time giving something away if I feel like I spent a lot of money on it. No matter what. Doesn't matter if I only wore it once or I never even got to wear it because it turned out it was the absolute wrong thing and then it was too late to return it. This is a particular problem with shoes. Yes. But if I know that I spent money I do not want to give it away. So that's my number one issue. And I've been trying to actually wrap my head around that issue because I have several things right now that fall into that category. Yeah. No, you feel like you use it up just by owning it, that you're somehow getting your money's worth even just by having it on the shelf. Yes, I absolutely know that. Both of these things I got on sale, and I do think that that made it easier, to your point. I think it was easier to relinquish them. Then again, you might not have bought them if they weren't on sale. You know, because you would have said, I don't want to pay full price for this. A hundred percent. In both cases, I think that was part of the problem. Now, one of the things that has been helping me, though, is that I say to myself, I may regret giving this away, and that's okay. Yes. So I just know I may come to decide a year from now, oh, I wish I had that white linen shirt. It would be perfect right now. And I don't, and that'll make me sad, but I will get over it. So it's like I don't have to be thrilled with every item. I can let myself be sad, perhaps, down the road. Yes, I think that trying to avoid every possible regret means that you hang on to so much stuff that you're just overwhelmed by it. 
And that sometimes you're like, oh, you know what, actually, now that I have this pair of pants, I could have worn that shirt. I mean, and just to acknowledge that that may happen and it's not the worst thing. It's interesting thing, though, Elizabeth, I will say that over the years, as I have somewhat forcefully cleared clutter with you, there have been times where you've regretted something and you've said, oh, we got rid of that thing and I regretted it. I can't think of one time when I've regretted something that well, I got rid of. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, see, you should remember that then because... You should know if once you put it in the pile, you're never going to think about it again. And well, that that's true. Fine. That right. should help you. That's a good point. That is a good point. So. Okay, good. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. All right, Gretch, coming up, there's something I've been meaning to ask you about. But first, this break. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because it gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Gretchen. So I keep meaning to ask you, your book, Happier at Home, which, as you know, is potentially my favorite book you've written. I just love it. It is about to hit its 11th anniversary on September 4th. But what's funny is you totally forgot to celebrate the 10th anniversary. I know. So are you doing anything? What are you doing about it? Well, I'm not— the 11th anniversary. For the 11th anniversary. I'm not doing anything official, but I am trying to notice these tadas more. And, Elizabeth, we've talked about that, how we're both very future-focused and we're very much the to-do list, and it's really helpful to— pause and give yourself a ta-da sometimes and just be like, oh, wow, this is what we've accomplished. This is an anniversary. And it is funny that you don't think of the 11th anniversary as being as being a meaningful one. But why not? Right. The questioner would say it's no less arbitrary than 10th. But it's appropriate to be thinking about it now because we're coming up on September and September is the other new year. And that was one of the things about Happier at Home is that it was a happiness project. But instead of being from from January to December, like a calendar year, which the Happiness Project was the calendar year, and I I did a different theme for 12 months. Happier at Home was the other kind of year, which was the September through June kind of year, which which is kind of another way of year that I think of. I think of both of those kind of years simultaneously. And so Happier at Home just did September through June. And so right now is the time when I would have launched that. So I want to list the topics that you have in it because I think they're fun. And then I want to ask you a question. Mm. Yeah. So the themes were marriage, parenthood, one called interior design, but I meant it like my own interior. So it was about renovating myself, kind of self-reflection and working on myself, but it was interior design, which I thought was very clever. Yes. I love um, that. For the happier at home. Time. 
body, family, neighborhood, and now. So those were the mm. those were the months. Well, here's my question for you because you've done so much work since you wrote this book 11 years ago. Is there stuff that you would include now that you didn't include then? You know what's funny is looking back on it, I see the seeds of so many things that I would later go on to to dive into more deeply. Because certainly if I were going to do it now, I would focus much more about the five senses. Because obviously that is one of the most important aspects of home is our Mm. five senses. And I think I was edging around it without realizing it. There's a whole thing in there about smells. Mm. That's when I first started tapping into my love of smells. And then there are things like holiday breakfasts, which are, again, edging into the five senses. So I think a lot of times when I look back on things that I've worked on in the past, it was like I was groping my way toward an idea or toward a theme or or writing about a theme without understanding what exactly I was writing about. I mean, you could also say that Outer Order, Inner Calm came out of Happier Mm -hmm. at Home because that was the possessions and the experience of being at home so much as like, is it orderly? Is it cluttered? Does it suit you? So that's five senses and it's also Outer Order and... Well, now if you were writing this book, you might have something about working at home because so many more people work at home now than they did 11 years ago. That is so true. I had never thought about that. Exactly like our whole attitude towards the home as workplace is very different. Isn't that interesting? It's, It's a good example of the fact that a book is a product of its time and Time goes by and the bu- and the book would be different. Um, oh, yeah, so but it's still so relevant. I mean, of course, yeah. you can read it now and everything still completely holds true. Oh, but you know. Elizabeth, here's a funny thing. I don't know if you remember this, but okay, in the in the chapter on family, one of the resolutions that I had was collaborate with my sister, and oh. I wrote about how we wanted we'd always wanted to collaborate. Remember, we tried to do that novel together, yes. and it just did yes. not work. Though I do love that I, I am obsessed still with the Eleusinian mysteries, but I think that that was part of the groundwork because we were really thinking, okay, we need to figure out a way to collaborate. And then and when the idea of podcasting came around, it was like, oh, this is it! Wow! So we manifested. You, you know, Elizabeth, I love the manifesting. You are the manifester. You're the manifester. Well, you are too. I think. I, I think guess we both are. But I do, I do think we we recognized it as an opportunity, and we really jumped on it because I don't. If we hadn't thought about yes. that a lot, we might not have realized. Okay, this is what this is exactly what we've been looking for. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. So that's good. And you know, another fun thing about this ending is you know how my my thing is that endings. I'm good at writing endings. I do you love are. writing endings. That's my specialty. Um, this has maybe my favorite ending of all. Well, maybe my Churchill book. But I do love the Life in Five Senses book. But this is one of my favorite endings. I do love this ending a lot. Do you want to share it or should people no, go no, read Okay, no, because you know what? The, the thing about a good ending, and here's it the ha- thing. You have to read everything up yes! until the ending yes! or it doesn't land. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. No, you know what it reminds me of? You know when with Mad Men, that final scene yes. that you love so much with Don Draper smiling? Yes. And it's like you don't understand that smile unless you've watched every season. Yes. And yes. everything is part of it. And, and and that's the thing about an ending. It's, it's trying to bring everything together and have it really elevate and you and, and so you can't you can't just read like the last paragraph and yes. think it's good. 
Yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for reminding me of the milestone because I yes. because I, I do think it's important to give ourselves tadas along with to dos if we want to stay energized for for keeping moving forward. So it makes me very and it makes me happy just to remember that book. Yes, it's a very happy book. It's a very happy book. And oh very my gosh, I book. I had uh, it was such a joy to write that book. I lo- I I loved writing that book. Um, Okay, Gretch, what is this week's spotlight on a tool? Yes, in my journals, if you love a good habit tracker, the Don't Break the Chain tracker is on sale. It's 50% off. You can use the promo code TRACKER50, that's 5-0. You enter it at checkout. If you go to happiercast.com slash journals, you'll find it there, the Don't Break the Chain tracker. You enter TRACKER50 at checkout. It's good through 9-9 at 11.59 Pacific one use per customer. And a lot of people like it don't break the chain. It's one of the most popular tools for people who are working on their habits. And so this is a journal that really makes it fun to track a habit that you're trying to maintain. Yes, I love mine. And I've used it, though, for just a catch-all for everything now, Gretch. So I've got my Don't Break the Chain, but then on spare pages, I'm writing down my numbers Excellent. for my diabetes, and I'm doing all sorts of things. Excellent. So There's no right way or wrong way. It's my catch-all. Yes, I, I, that's great. That And it's meant to, it's got a lot of sort of extra elements so that people can really make it their own. And I'm so happy that you're using it that way, because I think it's, sometimes people get really locked into thinking that they have to do something the right way instead of just thinking like, okay, well, what's going to work for me? So that's great. I'm so happy to hear that. Okay, Gretch, coming up, we've got happiness lessons from the Real Housewives. But first, this break. We all know that our life and our health can be improved when we eat nourishing, healthy meals, but it can be hard to maintain. With Sunbasket Meal Kits, it's easy because they take care of the details. Sunbasket offers 18 chef-crafted, dietitian approved recipes each week with options like Mediterranean, carb-conscious, vegetarian, and keto-friendly. The recipes are quick and easy to follow, and you can enjoy a meal full of organic produce and clean ingredients that is ready in 30 minutes or less. Gretchen, we made the uh, Marrakesh merguez patties. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that, but I loved eating it with warm carrot salad. And it was so good. And it got Jack eating something that he doesn't usually eat. Go to sunbasket.com forward slash happier today to get $45 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com forward slash happier to get $45 off your first box plus free shipping. My closet was chaotic, crammed with a bunch of clothes, but nothing to wear. The game changer, upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Gretchen, I got from Quince these super soft fleece wide leg pants in black, and I actually look put together when I go to pick up Jack from school. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping 
shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Elizabeth, you know, I don't watch The Real Housewives, but I feel that I learned so much from them, from you. So you, you've got a lesson from The Real Housewives for all of us. What is this lesson? Yes. Well, this is kind of a lesson from one of the Real Housewives. I think it's also a lesson for other Real Housewives um, and for all of us. And what I want to talk about is Bethany Frankel, who is one of the most famous housewives. She was on Real Housewives of New York, and she created a brand called Skinny Girl that she then sold for, I think, $100 million. Whoa. She is encouraging reality stars to band together and unionize. Mm. And Bethany is a very polarizing figure. She's got really strong opinions. Some people love her. Some people absolutely do not love her. But her lesson is that everybody needs to stand up for themselves. And reality stars, it's been the Wild West you yeah. know, uh, because it was a new form of television starting around 2000 when Survivor came on. Is it that recent? That is Well, there have been other things. There was The Real World and MTV and Road Rules, and there was a few other things. But as a big genre and having the competition shows and then the Housewife shows and all of those offshoots, it's, it's quite new. So it's been the Wild West, and there's just no protection for anyone. There's no regulation the way that we have, mm. you know, the WGA and yeah. sag after are on strike. Yeah. And that's because we want to have a fair deal. And the notion of a fair deal and all of that isn't really even present yet with the reality stars. Now, do some make a lot of money? And of course they do. But others really are not in a good place. So they're not considered actors. Oh, they're not considered actors, and so they're just regular people that have somehow yes. wandered into becoming a bachelorette or whatever. Yes, and uh. so, um, you know, you really can get taken advantage of, and the thing that I have learned over these many years in Hollywood is— if you don't stand up for yourself, no one is going to swoop in and say, mm. oh, Liz, I need to make sure you get treated well. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you would, Gretch, but <laughs> if I was working for you. But in general, right. you only are, have protection if you stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's not like the days when everybody worked for a big company and then got the gold watch at retirement. Uh -huh. It's It really is kind of a Wild West in general. So I just... Love the lesson that Bethany is putting out there that, hey, everybody, look around. We need to band together. We need to get organized. And look, this is a movement that will probably take many years to really take shape because these things tend to take a long time to come together. But mm -hmm. I think that the reality stars and the people on reality and the contestants should all ponder this and take action. And why is it that Bethany Frankel has become the 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 sort of leader of this? Did she just she just have Because she decided to. And many uh, people okay. don't like what she's saying, I should uh, say. Many people think she should just, you know, walk away with her money and keep her mouth shut and look how great reality TV was for her and it was. Right. But that's why she now has the power to say whatever uh -huh. she wants to say. Uh -huh. because she doesn't need it anymore. Uh -huh. And she is just the kind of person that, you know, likes to speak her mind. Uh -huh. Well, it's interesting. And once again, the Real Housewives give us much food for thought. Yes. You know, I love my housewives. 
Okay, Gretch, what is our quotation this week? This comes from the notebooks of Samuel Butler. One can bring no greater reproach against a man than to say that he does not set sufficient value upon pleasure. And there is no greater sign of a fool than the thinking that he can tell at once and easily what it is that pleases him. To know this is not easy, and how to extend our knowledge of it is the highest and most neglected of all arts and branches of education. Hmm. So, Elizabeth, are you feeling more happier? Yes, I'm feeling more happier. Thank you to Chuck. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok and threads at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And for everything related to this episode, links, photos, and more, go to HappierCast.com. Bye, Gretch. Bye, Elizabeth. The best time to start a happiness project is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Elizabeth, I am still licking my chops, wanting to clear your clutter because uh, I love clearing your clutter so much more than clearing my own clutter. Um, and I didn't I've get been, to do it the last I've time been, I was there. I know. Well, you did some in my office. I've been trying, but the problem is I'll do like one item a week. It's a very <laughs> slow process. Oh, well, save it for I me. Okay. <laughs> From the Onward Project. This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply.